I bought a copy of the Papa Lip CD, High Time Now, when it was first released in 1998. One of the tracks on it, I'll Be Free, struck me as capturing the optimistic enthusiasm of youth. But what happens to the hopes and dreams of musicians just starting out? I'm Neil Ashworth, and this is I'll Be Free, a podcast about musicians finding a way to make a living, the lessons they've learned, and how they survived, or plan to survive, a life in music. I want to create an album that's just going to be good and it's going to, I can listen back to it in 30 years time and be like, I'm still super proud of that. Charlie Margent lives and works in Woiwoi on the New South Wales Central Coast. He's a drummer and a keyboardist. He records and produces his own music and also for dozens of other musicians. He's built his own local network of like-minded creators. So we're here in the Charlie Margin Studios. Does studios have a name? It doesn't have a name. I guess uh, Fort Margin. We're in here. It's pretty deep. This actually used to be an old cool room, so... Sure, so this, my family used to make soft drinks and uh, this cool room here actually used to be one of the old ice works and so there used to be these big rails hanging down from here and uh, they'd pump through the cold air and that would like keep everything cool so over the years they've made like ice cream and ice and all different sorts of things and the wall itself is probably 80 centimetres wide and it's got like double cork and double brick and so it's pretty good little self-insulated rooms, pretty lucky. When did your interest in music start? Uh, so I got a bit of a, not a weird story, but I started music a little bit later than everyone else. Uh, I was in high school and my friend uh, Craig Pinchbeck and Jolan Richardson, Craig played guitar, Jolan played bass. They were jamming a bit and they were like, oh, we really need a drummer. And I'd actually just come back from Japan and played this sort of like arcade game. And uh, there was this like drumming. This is all before like Guitar Hero and right. all those sorts of things. And I played this drumming game and just sort of just like fell in love with it and was just like, I'll play drums for you guys, yeah. And like at the stage, I didn't have a drum kit, but my dad's friend, he was a musician, he had the drums. I was able to borrow it from him for my, I think it was like my 15th or 16th birthday. And just in this room, like like you see, it's all carpeted and acoustic paneled now, but this is just raw concrete. And we used to just belt it out in here for hours and hours back in high school, back in year 11, 2006. High school is just across the back road, so during lunchtime, me and my friends would come back, like sort of wire glass period or jamming, and uh, we just sort of just fell in love with it. Used to play Red Hot Chili Peppers and do all covers, and then slowly started writing our own songs. My band was called The Subtitles, and uh, it was yeah, it was a bit of fun, and like we all loved it, and we all grew playing music together just for like the next two years while we we're in high school. Did you play any gigs? Yeah, back in high school, yeah, for sure. So uh, there's a, a couple of local places around here that did music. There was one in Wyong called the Chili Lounge. 
and uh, we played there a bunch of times. We played down at the Woiwoi Leagues Club. We actually supported the Radiators on one of their uh, final tours that they did. That was a bit of fun. And what else did we do? Uh, we played at Woodport, and there was another place uh, just near Pulse in Gosford. There was, yeah, we played around, played a couple of little music festivals, but like nothing too serious, just your high school sort of bands. And you'd go to the club, it'd be like your mum and dad, the other band's mum and dad, maybe like three or four friends that they'd bring, three or friends that you'd bring and like there'd be like 15 people 20 people there so nothing too crazy that goes on through high school you're playing mostly around the area by the sound of it yeah uh well we did actually do a few sydney gigs we entered this thing it was like a world battle of the bands world competition and we played gigs before that in sydney but this was like one of the biggest gigs we did we went to this pretty cool place and there was about 200 people in there and it was battle of the bands and we made it past the first round and that made us play at the factory theater in marrickville so we won that first round and got to the second round and it was like even better band like we were just out of high school and it was lots of fun but yeah we played some great sydney gigs and lots of local gigs and doing that must have made you think maybe there's something in this for me uh yeah i just loved everything about music so once i started playing drums i was just in i was just it just hooked me in like up until then I played tennis and did a bit of art and I was never really like committed but as soon as I started playing drums I just was like this is my thing and I started and just fell in love with it played every day for the last 14 years high school finishes what happens to the band uh, so we still played around for a few years, uh, as all bands do, like they all break up eventually, all high school bands at least, just due to people moving away, starting uni, it was uh, girlfriends, all those sort of things, like it just, just sort of fell through. But we did play for a few years after high school and uh, we still all remain friends. Like these days, uh, we're all in a song challenge together. So every week we write a song, we submit it, we all like critique each other's song and do it. There's five of us in this group and uh, yeah, so. We still all t- keep in contact, still have fun with it. At some stage then, uh, you're touching on it there, you must start recording. Yeah, so pretty much from the get-go, I had the room. So everyone would come to my house and p- would play and jam in here. And so eventually, like just playing drums and wanting to be in a band, like we were in a band, we wanted to listen to our own songs. Recording came around. We started off with a little eight track, like this little Zoom I can't even remember the name of it, but had eight track, two inputs, and you could record single tracks and you could layer it up and there was effects on it and very, very like basic, but like you could still get a good sound out of it. And so and that was like the cutting edge technology at the time, like laptops and interfaces, like they weren't really around it was this was like an eight track and we were in this weird sort of time like it was just all becoming digital so it was just very basic and then if you did get something that was like digital it would just be ridiculously expensive and that that was like what pro studios would use so what did you record so we recorded just lots of songs like those great songs we did live gigs uh in the factory here I live on two acres and uh, so with being friends with lots of the bands, we would have lots of factory bays vacant over the years and we'd put on gigs and we called it Woistock one time. That was pretty funny. And uh, Woistock. Woistock. <laughs> so we're, we, I live in Woi Woi and uh, yeah, so we called it Woistock and didn't get crazy like Woodstock, but it was all fine. We charged a little like entry fee and we we're able to just break it up between the three bands that played. And so we did that, recorded a couple of those, just like very, just 
two microphones in a big hall pretty much <laughs> so the sound was terrible this is all using old handheld video camera this is all before like you could save stuff onto sd cards this is all with tape so i'd have some tape somewhere back like from all the old recordings and then we then we would write our own songs so every week every day we were writing songs just like as a band we had probably like a hundred songs between us and we'd just record them and they were all terrible like listening back to it this is all before any of us like really knew how to record and different mic levels and different microphones and placing it in different spots and we were very primitive and then now these days we've got much better stuff and i've got proper studio and it's uh, just eventually just every year just oh i'll get this piece of gear and oh, i wonder if i get that piece of gear around about uh, 2016 though you you actually do record an album of your own music cosmic swells Yes, so that's the year that I started playing piano. Up until I started off on the drums and really didn't have any interest in learning anything else. I was just like, I always had the chance of, as a kid, I had an attempt of playing the guitar and I had an attempt of learning the piano, but just, they just didn't grab me. And as soon as I started playing drums, I, I just was committed to drums. Slowly, my friends moved away. They started playing. It was a lot harder to organize people for jams. And I was all of a sudden just playing drums by myself every day. So I was like, well, I still want to make music and I still want to play drums and I want to like make music that I can record my drums along to. So I started playing the piano. Actually, it started off, I wanted to play the trumpet, but the trumpet, <laughs> the trumpet. <laughs> is very tricky because you got to know the pitch and you got to know a lot about music, which I knew nothing. Like I just hit stuff. I was a drummer. That was my thing. So I uh, started playing the trumpet and quickly realized that I just had no chance of learning the trumpet on my own. So I started, I moved to the piano and was like, if I learn the piano, I can learn, at least I know what I'm doing and then I can apply that to the trumpet. I started playing the piano and quickly I haven't picked up my trumpet ever since, but I just fell in love with the piano. 2016 was the first year that I was actually just playing the piano and I was just experimenting with looping stuff and very basic and I was just doing songs and so Cosmic Swells is a bit of a tribute to my first year of just a few songs that I wrote and just a few happy little jams. And When you say you learn the piano, it's really a keyboard, isn't it? It's it's almost like uh, an input device to a uh, digital recording. Yeah, for sure. I, well, looking at that over there, that's my keyboard, but I actually did have an upright like tack piano in here and it was an old Ronish piano and the, I looked up the serial code and it was actually from 1912. So the piano piano itself was like over 110 years old and it must have had like a crazy story it, it come over from Germany uh, the guy that uh, tuned the piano found like an engraving on it that looked like it was an American store that sold it and then so it must have come over from America to Australia back in the early 1900s and, and then woy, somehow woy. ended up like <laughs> we used to have a removalist company in my backyard there'd be people just throwing pianos out and there'd be all sorts of things and this one here was just in perfect condition it would just like I came home one day and it was just like there and I was like oh I've got to have it that's what I actually was starting out with it was awesome it used to create such a huge sound like we're in my little studio here you could hear it on the other side of the property like it was just huge and but 
slowly as the years went on and I was recording more bands, I just ran out of space. I got the carpet relayed in here and we took it outside. And that night it rained, it all got wet. It just, it just ruined, it just died. So it was very, very sad, but it was- It's life in Germany and ended up in the- Died in Woi Woi, that's it. A bit sad, but just... just But Cosmic Swells is a very soundtracky album, isn't it? Yeah, so I I like... For me, I actually don't listen to music for the lyrics or melodies. Like, I know that's what songs are all about, but I'm about the music. And for me, I listen to really chilled sort of music, nothing too crazy. I like funk music. I like a bit of hip-hop. I like... I like all sorts of music, really. Like it's such a typical musician thing to say, but I but I like more of like the chilled out sort of vibe. So as long as it's funky and as long as it's got a bit of a, a groove and it's chilled out, like that's that's the sort of music that I produce. Because you did a, a collaboration the next year, 2017, uh, "Blue Sky and the Night" with Dylan Bloor. Law, yeah, great guitar player. He, uh, so he's just one of my mates from high school. And during high school, we actually weren't really friends. We knew each other, but like we just weren't in the same circle of friends. And it wasn't until a few years after high school, my dad and his dad got invited to the same party. And so my dad brought me along. Dylan's dad, Mark, brought Dylan along and we met. And I was like, oh, we went to high school together and we ended up having a jam. It was a big blues night. And so Dylan actually played in his dad's band called A Couple of Numbers. And they were just a local blues band that play all around the Central Coast and, and sit through Sydney and Newcastle and play a couple gigs a month. And that's what they did. And me and Dylan, yeah, we, we did lots of collaborations together. We've done more songs than that. We've probably done... 30 songs over the years together and uh, that was actually a really fun one because I can remember the video clip that was done on my mobile phone at the time they just bought these mobile phone gimbals out and they were just like this cutting edge thing so you could get like sort of cinematic footage but on your mobile phone and like it's obviously it's not going to be the same quality as the like a camera but for me and my friend just to have a few drinks and just to giggle about making this music video and write the song in like in a night and uh yeah so that was that was a bit of fun then coastal grooves another album 2017 yeah Obviously, I've been playing for a year now. I was a little bit more confident. I uh, started getting uh, keyboard piano lessons. I was getting a little bit better at it. I decided that I didn't want to write all the music. So on my very first album, Cosmic Swells, I did everything. I programmed the drums. I played the bass, the guitar. Like I did everything on that album. On Coastal Grooves, that was much more of a collaboration. So that's where I started collaborating with a few more people and who's much better than me. So I'm still a bit of a rookie when it comes to the piano and stuff but all my friends they all play for 20 years now or they played the bass for 15 years so they're all much better than me so that's that album there was really great because that's where I started dipping in my toes into all the collaborations and just a few local friends and met started doing uh, my very first single because like I said singing never really interests me so 
I never really had my music as someone to sing on, but I met this girl, Dominique Morgan, through my Live at Charlie's Play show, and we did our first collaborations. Her first collaboration, my first collaboration, we made a song called Flammable, and it was awesome. standout it's like a jump in competence is it is that the right yeah, word well, if you don't there, mind me saying it no 100 so yeah. i at that stage when i wrote that song i'd been playing piano for probably over a year now and i had been getting lessons for a few months and it really all just started gelling together it just up until then like i'd just look at the piano and just sort of it really intimidated me but when i started writing that song it was like a really cool groove and as soon as i wrote it i was like ah oh, this is not just a this needs like singing on it and it needs dylan doing some shreds and like i could just hear it straight away and uh yeah so I 100% agree with you. Is it your first real attempt to record something that's sort of like vocal forward? Uh, on my music at least. Like I, I have a recording studio, so I record lots of other bands and I do a music show, so I've recorded well over 100 bands over the last few years. But it was, well, my first attempt at uh, doing uh, like vocals for my thing, but I didn't have anything to do with the lyrics or anything. That was all Dominique. She came in here, just absolutely had no, had, didn't have anything. She, I was just like, put her in front of the microphone. She's like, oh, well, I had a couple little things that I was thinking about, but I'm not really too sure. And then bam, she just nailed it and just one go. Like it was actually the first take, she just was like, oh, how about this? And then I was like, yeah, what, what about, she mispronounced flammable. She's called it flammable. And I was like, no, no, it's not flammable. It's flammable. We redid it and it was done in two two takes she'd come in like she's a true professional like compared to me she's amazing she plays guitar and where all the collaborations are really starting to play off. Um, is it around about this time where you start to, to collaborate with overseas artists as well? Um, no, not exactly. Like, I'd been on a few trips to Singapore, and I guess you could say I, it was, but I'd never really released it. So between Flammable and up until now, I actually haven't released uh, too many new tracks, probably only like a small handful. I've been writing lots, like I've got hundreds of songs, hundreds of jams, all those sorts of things, but I just haven't really wanted to release anything. Like, I just, I wasn't in the space like I just I wanted to get better I just didn't want to release the same thing really that's that's pretty much what I'm saying like I did do a few collaborations with a few people that when I went traveling like I'd bring my, a little laptop and we'd be able to do a few things like that how did you meet or hook up with these uh, people that you're collaborating in, uh, in other countries online like we live in the most amazing age these days like I've spoken to other producers and stuff and they're like oh we used to do that back in the day and we could do that and it's nothing new and like but I don't care it's I live in Woi Woi in the middle 
middle of like Australia on the other side of the world. I'm sending it overseas. The internet is the most amazing thing. We just live in an amazing age. I find people through Instagram, uh, through Facebook, through listening to music and things like that. Find out who's the guitar player and then I find them and just hunt them down and do that. But this one is actually, uh, I met this guy, guitar, a guitar player recently through a website called Fiverr. And uh, it's like a freelancing sort of musician's website. And so I watch a lot of YouTube. Every video is just like, watch, go to Fiverr, go to Fiverr, more Fiverr. Finally, after just months of Fiverr advertising, I was like, I'm going to check this out. And then I found just like the most cheapest guy from Brazil who was just the best. And we've just, I started off with one song and then we had a bit of a conversation and he just vibed on the same level. So we just made music together. The collaborations are starting to happen. You're recording lots of stuff, but you're not really releasing a lot of stuff as you say to Spotify um, it's sort of a bit of a gap after 2018 yeah after that like I'd been writing a lot and I was still writing lots of music still releasing it I was record I went in through a stage where I started recording a lot more other bands and so my music sort of just got put to the side it was a really cool local band called uh, Stash Trash uh, my friend Jeffrey Henderson he releases music under Sula we recorded over a couple years probably like 35 songs we recorded a couple EPs for him there was that, that and so my music just sort of just got put on the side and like I, like I said I was still writing music still getting better I just didn't want to release anything that was the same now, if you're recording other bands there's another whole set of skills attached to that isn't there of actually setting up and recording balance instruments and and voices yeah for sure so that was always one thing that I really got me into my music show and for all that stuff was that I just wanted more experience like you can always learn like every time like I've been doing this for 15 16 years now and every time I set up I still learn something new you're always learning there's always something that you can tweak yeah so recording all these bands it was sort of like for me just to learn and when I go to record my own music I could just release it you've got all this stuff in the bank though and you're recording a lot of other bands but then 2020 COVID happens what happens to your recording business then uh that was a bit weird like because a lot of my friends were the musicians and everyone just sort of just disappeared it was a couple weird months so that's where I started collaborating with more online people and uh, I would find some, uh, just people, like I said, just through Instagram or through YouTube. My fir- very first song that I started collaborating on uh, was a really cool song. And I sent it to this guy on Fiverr, like I said, Matthias. And he is just the most amazing guitar player. And he was in the same boat as me. Like he lives in Brazil. They've been in lockdown for the last 16, 17 months. Like thousands of people are dying. All that. Like he's just in shit. So he's just was in his studio, not able to leave home, not able to do anything anything so he just had his guitar and he was just offering his services up online and we sort of just gelled and yeah and then once we did a couple songs together we just sort of were like well do you want to just play music for me and he was like yeah man so we uh yeah i just look after him and he looks after me and what sort of platform are they releasing them on i mean once we get past spotify and apple music um, there's still a bunch of other things out there bandcamp mixcloud yeah so everyone's different like everyone has different ideas like there's no one rule for everyone size fits all for everyone a lot of people would release stuff through distributors sort of like cd baby and distro kid and TuneCore and all those sort of uh platforms which then they put it up onto spotify and they put it up through youtube and i release all my music through cd baby 
And the reason I do that is because with the package that I choose for them, they send it out to people. They try and get the money for me. Like they collect the royalties overseas and do all that. And I pay for the thing. And then they like, that's what they say they do. So I'm hoping that they do it. But it's good. Actually, I only just got like uh, one of my songs got a sync royalty. So they put it up for sync royalties and they just send it out and they just try and make if if they sell your music, they're making money too. So as long as they can sell something, they're like happy. So but I got like $36 from one song uh, being used in something and then $12 for something else. And a couple of people have bought my album. So I only just got like a royalty check a couple of weeks ago uh, for like $120, which is not much. But for me, just sitting in my in my band room, just like not doing much. It's pretty good. It's sort of like a validation that what you're doing is worth something. 100%. I remember back in 2016, I'd sold the Cosmic Swells album. I sold, I think it was 10 of them. And so I made my very first $100 and they, I can't remember how much CD Baby took, but I was so stoked because even though it wasn't much, like I was just, like you said, it validated my whole thing of just like, I'm just having fun here and like, People are listening to it and I'm having fun and I'm making just a little bit of a money. Like I'm living the dream. <laughs> the media is captivated by the, the Tones and I overnight success story. But in fact, 99% of musicians build a career. A hundred percent. It's not It's not an overnight. Like some bands do make it an overnight success. And even though those ones, it's not an overnight success. Like they've been grinding away for years. And like every one of the bands you listen to, it always takes like a minimum of 10 years of just doing their thing and trialing and error, like just doing their thing and just learning and growing, getting better at their craft. And uh, and then one, all it takes is just being at the right place at the right time. And, and then they get that one song it might just sparks like the right moment like the right mood in the crowd or whatever it is and uh and then that's their shining light i did a music show so i've done 70 different bands over the last few years so i've got like multiple friends that do different music projects all of them like we're all like trending to do something huge in 2020 like i've got friends over in singapore that were like voted to be the next hottest thing in singapore and they were playing crowds of like 30,000 people and like one friend luke his band uh was going to go over and play in this huge like rock Oktoberfest and like they just had all this huge stuff done and it all just sort of just crumbled behind them so it's really tricky like I'm just lucky that for me music's like a hobby a passion like I'd love to make it my full-time thing but you, you just can't survive off music these days it's really tough the valley will feed you in a hurry Well, just recently, I have started, like, joke rapping, and I've been writing a few jingles for a few different little burger shops and just a few diss tracks and just joke rapping. Don't be late, let's set a date. Meet like kings and queens. We can sit out in the front in the sun. Yeah. Now I'm giving you your standing order. Go and get your burgers. That's one thing that I would actually really love to get into is to do some jingle writing. I reckon that's like everyone, like you could do it on radio, you could do it on TV, like it's good money and it just seems like lots of fun. And it's like you said, you're still creating music, you're still having fun, you're still being creative with it all. And I, that's one thing that I really want to try and get into. Because one, one of the things you do build up in the early part of your career in music is a network of people that know and respect you and you respect their abilities. Definitely, yeah. Music, like, uh, there's not too many musos around, so everyone, I guess, and all musicians have something in common, like they all play music and 
we all have sort of a similar outlook on life. So yeah, it's all about networking and making friends. And like I've done lots of songs where I've met people through bands and then their friend, it's like a friend of the bands that I've recorded. And it's all about networking. It's, you can't do it just on your own. You've always got to have like a, a strong support crew and of friends. Yeah. Where are you now? We're coming out of the great plague of 2020. Uh, so I'm actually, uh, I've got lots of things happening. So like I said before, I'm doing a clothing brand you can't make too much money in music unless if you're touring selling lots of stuff and I work full time I, I I don't have time to tour I enjoy creating music and putting it up for people to listen to but I'm releasing a new album so that's uh, getting released sometime this year uh, there's 20 tracks on it this is the one that you've been sort of like hinting towards about my collaborations which I've been doing with people from Brazil and Spain Singapore a couple people from America a couple local Central Coast people one girl from Gold Coast so that's really cool and the one thing that that's uh, that's called It's Great to Be Alive and that's going to go along with my photography and my clothing brand and travel videos and everything is going to just be under that It's Great to Be Alive banner It's better now Lighting up the way we see the future Remember how People come and go but we're It's like a multimedia, multi-format blast out there into the market. Yeah, sort of like digital creation, digital content creation. So I don't watch too much TV or anything, but I use my laptop lots and I watch a few YouTube videos and things like that. I want to make YouTube videos. I like flying my drone. I like doing photography. I like writing blogs, doing podcasts. I have all these creative outlets. Why not just spread myself out and enjoy it all? What's the new album? Has has it got a name? It's great to be alive. Oh, it's great to be alive. Of course it is. (laughs) Everything's great to be alive. Let's go through the process. You've got an album, it's 20 songs. How do you take it to market? So this is the struggle that I'm actually just struggling with now. (laughs) How do you break through the noise? Exactly. So I remember reading a a quote years ago about music and there's like just thousands and thousands and thousands of songs released every day and you're pretty much just a water droplet in a river of just like music that's getting released. So that is really hard. So I'm not sure if I'm going to release it as just one whole. Like my first intention was to be like, I want to create an album that I don't mind with all these collaborate. Like I want, I, I want to create an album that's just going to be good. And it's going to, I can listen back to it in 30 years time and be like, I'm still super proud of that. And so I really, that's, that was my goal of it. But we live in sort of like a modern day age with Spotify. Everyone's attention spans are small. Like you can't just release an album every four or five years and expect people to follow you. So I am going to be trying to release a few singles this year. So I've bitten the bullet and us, still will release that whole album as a whole but there's going to be a couple songs that get released as singles and so like i said my it's great to be alive my music my photography everything ties back into this so my music's going to be pretty much the backing music for all my time lapse videos that i do so 
one song that I've done, I've been doing a huge project on for the last year, which I've taken like 200,000 photos for, of time lapses. So all these time lapses of just the most beautiful places all around the, the peninsula. I have a bit of a, a little bit of an inbuilt audience with that because I'm going to be posting it up to a lot of the Central Coast uh, local groups. So there's a bit of a like, hey guys, I'm a local musician. Listen to me. Like, look, watch it. All these beautiful places that I've taken photos of. So there's that. And then with the time lapse, there's also a bit of an inbuilt audience with that. Uh, and then I'm going to do some music videos. So I do photography and video. And I've got a couple of cool video ideas that I've been sort of plotting out. And they're going to be like a separate thing to that. I hate the word, but you just got to just keep hustling it. I hate it, but it's what you got to do. The days of when a big label would pick you up and develop you are gone. Yeah, and also you hear so many dud stories. Like it's only the rare occasion that, that like those deals end up good. Like it always seems that the record company gets the better end of the deal than the band. And I don't have any interest. I'd rather be the independent guy. Like why do they get <laughs> like, I know like there's certain reasons that you do want to sign with a big major label. Like they've got the money and they've got the networking to send you out and make you huge but I, then you're locked into their thing like I'd I'm such an independent do it do it yourself guy like I hate relying on other people I'd rather do it all myself and then it's on my shoulders if it doesn't go right like that's my thing when can we expect to see something come out ah uh, well I, I'll give you the exclusive demo no one else has actually really heard any of these but you can definitely have the exclusive demo if you want to hear one of the new songs back to your 15 year old self starting to play in a band what advice would you give yourself now knowing what you know and what's ahead so what would i give myself i reckon learn another instrument that it was such a big thing for me and like i remember when music was just everything in my life and you can't just do like drumming like if I got injured I couldn't play drums and that was the only thing that I loved to do you sort of need another thing Charlie do something else besides just music like split yourself up because music's not the only thing in the world like do photography or go traveling that's where you get your inspiration from like don't just be so close-minded and think drums is the only thing that's, that'd be my thing learn another instrument learn another instrument or do something do something else <laughs> not that I was saying like don't play Charlie don't play drums I was saying like Charlie play drums and learn the piano too like the once I started playing the piano I it just opened up such a whole new world of music to me and stuff that being a drummer it just I didn't even think about learn like a guitar or learn a piano or learn something a bass guitar if you're a drummer you should learn to play bass like bass is such a crucial instrument and from learning that other bass instrument you become a better drummer you learn the lock into the groove and it's not that I was saying learn, don't learn the drums <laughs> yo it's free reign screw you Craig gonna bring the pain yo it's free reign Final question then, are you free? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm. Well, I live the dream. I am free. Like I work for myself. I create music. I love making art. Love doing photography. Like I'm not trapped in a box. Like I have the most free life in the world, and I love it. I don't know what to say. Nah, just joking. Come on, guys. You can find Charlie on Instagram. It's great to be alive. 
Or look them up on Spotify or Apple Music, Charlie Margin. Still talking crap and slapping your girl's ass and starting harassing, calling you a jackass and might even start playing brass. I'm finishing this episode deep in Sydney's lockdown, which has crueled the launch of Charlie's clothing and video projects. But if you're going to be locked down, Woi Woi is a great place to be locked down. Coming up, we talk to Steve Morecambe, who's been playing in bands since the 1970s. We'll look at the great arc from garage bands and tape to modern digital music. Yo, it's free rain. Screw you, Craig, gonna bring the pain. Yo, Produced and mixed rain. by Neil Ashworth on Goringai Country. The intro music is I'll Be Free by Papa Lips from the album High Time Now. Check out the website fishwishing.com.au for all the other details, including the tracks.